Hey, what's up? This is Japan Nick of Japan X Rock and Metal Pandemonium. I've got my good buddies, uh, Chris and Rob from Nuclear Hatred in the studio. So, how are you guys doing tonight? Uh, pretty good. All right. Pretty, pretty good. Birthday, birthday, birthday. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pr- pretty so, good. um, this has been a pretty wild year with the Zamboni Corporation persuading you guys to drop your name, Zamboni, and then choosing nutri- Nuclear Hatred as your uh, name. I mean, I wish you guys had a, a song called Intro, just because I could have been like, why didn't you name your band Intro? But um, what other types of wild situations have occurred this year with you? Besides that, nothing. Nothing, yeah. It's been pretty... Uh, <laughs> nothing really. We've just pretty been... Pretty regular. Just a hectic, you know, booking of Thresh Bash uh, barbecue and just, you know, the whole, this is the last one. We're trying to get some sponsors, but, I mean, we've... It's going to happen on Saturday, you know, whether or not the sponsors that we're looking at deliver. I can't really announce who they are because we don't know if we totally have them for sure because they've got their own things going on, too. But other than that, nothing really as far as, you know, the band is concerned. I see. Tell me a little bit more about um, how the Thrash Bash is going to be going this year. Uh, it's pretty much the same as last year. Uh, you know, it's a little bigger now because we have Lich King headlining, so that'll uh, be interesting. That, I couldn't believe it came together. Yeah. Now, what's the lineup of Lich King now? Uh, it has got mostly the same members uh, with the addition of Mike Dreher from Condition Critical on bass. And, and who's the singer now? Uh, Tom does it sporadically. Like I think Tom only does like local shows or they're playing less shows. Or something like that. So Tom will be at the show? Yes, Tom will be at the show. You heard it here. Tom Martin of Lich King will be playing in Lich King (laughs) on the day that Lich King plays (laughs) at the Lich King concert. Wow. I never would have guessed that one. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know they were dabbling with, with people for a while, but uh, right now it just seems like they're playing less shows. To, and more local shows if they're playing shows at all for the most part. Not that this is a local show, but it's like not too terrible of a drive and it's on a Saturday. So they at least can, you know, stay at Mike's house overnight. So it makes yeah, things a Mike lot easier. Shore, oh no no no. Mike moved down Mike moved down to Boston now. I forget that. He moved down to Boston like a couple of weeks ago to live to uh stay to with uh to you know, practice with Lich King more and get more heavily involved in them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's Joe Nicker. The official lineup is uh, Joe Nickerton, Brian Westbrook, Nick Tierney, and Mike Dreher. And uh, Tom does shows when he can. And Tom will be recording on albums too. Excellent. <coughs> now, what was the original intent of uh, the first Thrash Bash barbecue, and what do you feel like it has morphed into come this year? I think it's always been just about bringing, like, the local scene together and just having a good time like they did back in, you know, like back in the 80s when, you know, in San Francisco or L.A. when they had, like, backyard shows and stuff and, you know, they were able to, like, just, you know, have a a party and a good time and play good music. So I think that's what we've set out to do. And I think we've stayed pretty true to that, you know, I'm... 
besides the fact maybe we've gotten a little more organized over the years, a little, you know, bigger bands, stuff like that. But, you know, other than that, we've, we're still pretty true to the original uh, concept of, of what we wanted to do with the Thrash Bash. Now, um, Chris, you got to uh, visit Portland a few months back. What was your impression of how the West Coast scene compared to the East Coast? Well, I only got to go to one show, and it wasn't one of the bigger ones, and it wasn't at one of the bigger venues. Uh, I got to see MDC, which is my favorite hardcore band, uh, play acoustic, which was really special. I did not get to see them when they came to New York and they did the electric show, which I'm a little upset, but, you know, hopefully I'll get to see it. And at least I got to see my favorite band in one incarnation. But, you know, the people that came to that show were, you know, super supportive. Everybody was real nice. Uh, the scene itself was great because it was very much like what you'd see in, like, a documentary about what it used to be. You know, like, just going into a comic book store and that doubled as a record store, and you could get a local zine like Hell Split there, uh, Head Split there, excuse me. Or, you know, you go to a record store like Blackwater, which is an old-school heavy metal record store, and you could buy another zine there like Maximum Rock and Roll, or you could buy Head Split there, or you could buy various other zines. Yeah, personally, with me, I love Blackwater the best. I mean, yeah. it's just like... There's other places that were bigger than it, but I, I mean, just looking at the zines there, it's just like, it have you have to go completely nuts there. Yeah, it was cool, and like you could walk down the city, and, and like when you walk all around the city, which it's a little big city because it's separated into three different parts, but I guess the, the main part of the city, you know, you could walk it in a day, but every corner you'd see physical flyers for all these, you know, sh local shows, just right there and it's like wow man i you, you don't see that here you might see that you know if you go to like generation records if you go to a venue you'll see flyers for something in the window maybe but that's about it you know over there it was everywhere it was blossoming you couldn't uh, everywhere you went they were playing metal and you know if the record store enjoyed metal that much they would have flyers to other local shows too or they would tell you about other places, like if you were wearing a band shirt or something, you know. Like I would, I forget the name. I think it was, um, I forget what it was called. Uh, the I think it was called like the Golden um, Horseshoe or something like that, uh, or the Gold Gulch or whatever. It was. No, the Gold Rush Cafe, and it was, uh, it was, it's on the corner where uh, Blackwater Records is, and they had, you know, like. They were just, like, listening to Motorhead all day, and they had uh, actually a lot of uh, paintings on the wall. One of them was a Lemmy one, and another one was, like, a Frankenstein uh, of the and of uh, the Boris Karloff, and it was, just, it was just really cool. You know, lots of babes working at the counters and everything, real nice, unlike here. And, you know, it was just like, hey, where are you from? Like, they'd have a conversation, which is cool, and, you know, something that people don't do anymore. <laughs> And it was like, hey, yeah, I'm from New York, um, so I don't know what's here or whatever. And they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, here's a flyer of this. You should go to this place. Here's my number and whatever. And it's like, I just met you. This is freaking awesome. I don't get to do that because people who live over here are, like, all jaded and closed off from everything. But over there, everybody was, like, super supportive, super open. Uh, I mean, you know, even the contacts that you gave me, like Ray from Cemetery Lust and um, – 
uh, what the heck is his name? Jesse? Um, no, not Jesse. Uh, Describe. oh, Wes, Wes, that's yeah. his name. Wes the DJ. Yeah, Wes the DJ. Uh, I didn't get to meet those guys just because the days that uh, that we all could collectively hang out, I wasn't able to do something because the people that I was with were working, and I don't have a car, and I didn't rent a car because, well, I, I don't drive right now. So I couldn't get out there, and I couldn't get them to pick me up or anything. But, you know, but just in the conversations that we had about, you know, going to hang out, it was just very, you know... Friendly. It was. It was like I met. It was like I knew them my entire life. It was like, hey man, listen, uh, come down here. I'll buy you a drink, and we could just talk about whatever. You know, I'm I'm gonna be at this place at like you know five o'clock, and it's like I don't even I, I don't know what you look like, but that's really nice. You know, like a very homey environment there, uh, and you know everybody's relaxed. It was yeah. it was a nice place to be, and the city was very clean. Uh, I, I, they get a lot of brownie points. I mean, even the hobos were nice. And on that note, let me just uh, cut for a few seconds. Here we go. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh, uh, uh, there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Hi, Department of Health Perry. and Human Services, and the Ad Council. for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. I'm Dell, host of Mind the Gap. Join me Sundays at 10 p.m. Eastern for the newest U.K. imports, Britpop favorites, and beyond. You can listen at 90.3 FM, WMSCRadio.com, and new on the iHeartRadio app. Follow us on Twitter at MindTheGapWMSC. That's Mind the Gap, Sundays at 10. Check it out. Hey, and we're back, and check it out. We're going to listen to a song from Nuclear Hatred. This is World War Z. Here we go.
also Nuclear Hatred we have in studio, and we played their song World War Z. In about 10 minutes, we've got a uh, spellcaster calling in, so it's going to rule. And uh, those guys are on tour with Ex Mortis and Holy Grail, a uh, triple attack from Prosthetic Records. In New York City. And remember, get there early. You have to get there early. Um, I believe Spellcaster is playing first, so obviously you want to get there early to yep. see them. This Thursday. This is going to be their first July time 28th. in New York City performing, so this really will be a treat. It's a must-see. And uh, definitely probably want to hit up their merch booth and maybe acquire like a cassette or their vinyl or Give a CD or something because it's just like, hell yeah, you know? Now, I'm very excited to see them, if you can't tell. They're one of my favorite bands from, you know, the last decade. Definitely. Now, uh, Chris, before we uh, deal with uh, Spellcaster calling in, we're approaching the final Thrash Bash show. Can you give me a rundown on some important lessons you've learned putting on the Thrash Bash? Have a backup plan with for... touring oh, acts sorry. like Cancer Slug, Sonic Pulse, Six and Line, Terrorist, Incinerator, and more. Um, for starters, if you're going to do a show, first of all, have a backup plan. Have a couple of extra bands lined up just in case one or two of them drop. Um, you know, maybe even just have them show up and just say, listen, if somebody, like, just have the whole band show up. You know, they don't have to bring all of their gear. Just say, listen, just bring, like, you know, guitars and, and, and your bass kit and maybe a head or whatever. And, you know, if somebody drops, you can play. You know, and if not, you could just hang out and have a fun time and just get to hang out with everybody and, you know, network a little bit. Uh, on top of that, you want to make sure you book it at least, you know, three to six months in advance so that you know what's going on. Check out who's touring, so find out who's going to be coming in that area. Um, it helps to have money saved up so that you can, you know, just in case you can't get a sponsorship or your deals fall through or whatever it is, that you can at least cover the headliner or any bands that may or may not ask for money. Mm -hmm. And also, we also, you know, we got to foot the bill on, you know, buying whatever's required for the show itself, you know, which involves food, beverages, um, you know, a cup of coolers, maybe, you know, tents. Cup of coffee, mean Tents if we need a cup of coffee, yeah. Um, and, you know, just whatever inclusive things that you might have to buy as extras. At this point, we pretty much... Because of the, just the years of buying stuff, we already have. We I mean we don't really we have, to have buy most any extra. of it. We don't have to buy tents or tables. Or, no, like this year we might just need coolers. to get food. Yeah, we probably just Which, have to buy food, and and that's pretty much it. Yeah, so it just kind of you keep it keeps growing as you, you like you learn as you go along, and you just say okay, well this, and you and to promote things, uh, you want to do digital, but you want to get somebody out there doing physical as much as you can. You want somebody to street team it. Uh, we're we're trying. We we got like Vanthapros and Toxicology working on the um, working on the physical flyers and just like getting them around town. So I mean, hopefully they're doing their part. Uh, Devin from Toxicology, who does a lot of cool graphic design work, actually made an alternative flyer. So you know, hoping to see that around town. Hopefully, he gave it out at the meat locker. I know uh, Xenophile is playing there on Wednesday, so it would be a good idea if you guys went down there. If you're listening, if you guys went down there and you printed up a bunch of those flyers and just gave them to people, 
that will be super duper and you get a bunch of people going. Hopefully Xenophile is listening to this too because we just plugged their show and their album is amazing. I haven't bought it yet, but I've been listening to it in Rob's car and good God. Great job. Ronnie wow. is like amazing. He's yeah. vocally, guitar-wise, like he's probably like one of the best front men, if not the best in the New Jersey area at least. Yeah, he's got the best singing voice for sure. Yeah. Uh, and he's really talented. And musician. I, just like the fact that what he's playing – it's so intricate, and he's still be able to sing at the same time. It's just like it blows my mind. Did you, you bring know? the CD with you? I don't know. No, well, oh. I, I don't have the CD. I was, it was on my iPod before. When oh, I was rats. In. Okay, because uh, otherwise I'd say let's play something from it. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so you want to get you want to get as much digital promotion, and you want to get um, physical promotion as well. I mean, we um, like one of the. One of the uh, silver linings out of the um, name-changing Zamboni thing was we were in the middle of working with a P- of working with a Clawhammer PR at the time for uh, for an album promotion thing for a couple of months, and because of the whole like thing that it you know it set us back a little bit, it set us back a lot of bit actually. Yeah. Um, but one of the one of the cool things that they did for us, you know, besides first of all not abandoning you know ship and just saying hey. You know, we're going to help you guys through this. They delivered on this by giving us an extra month of promotion. So I was like, okay, well, this is a month before the show. So let's get the word out about the show. Like, this is the de- here are the details. Do a press release of this show. So that got, you know, oops, sorry. So that got like worldwide, you know, press. Like, I saw, like, you know, I saw just things about it in, like, in. Canadian, Brazilian, Brazilian, German, you know, websites. All which, kinds of European, yeah. all over Europe. Yeah, which, I mean, that doesn't mean that people are going to fly in from Europe or wherever, but the fact is the word is out there, so now people know that this exists. Yeah. Even though this may be the last one for a while or, you know, at least we'll take at least a one-year break and see what happens because we want to work on album two and we want to do as much as we can before that because, you know, we're all in the process of – living our lives and trying to do as many things that we want to do in the time that we have. So, you know, we'd like to, we'd like to maybe do a tour at some point, you know, it doesn't have to be a big one. It could just be like, you know, a week here, a week there, you know, everywhere a week, week old McDonald had a week. Yeah. 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 You know, but we'd like to do that. So we'll see what happens with uh, next year and, you know, if we could do something like that, if or if we could do something the year after, and maybe like play some festivals next year, or play a festival somewhere else, would be really cool. Um, you know, just to do that instead, and you know, it'd just be something else, mm-hmm. just to see what's out there. And you know, if we got to play another festival somewhere, then we could see how other people do it, to you know, to learn how to do ours better. Because eventually, if we keep doing this, if um, we're gonna have to charge at some point, we're gonna have to rent out fairgrounds at some point. We're gonna have to get like you know a lot of legit sponsors and people who want to pay for like tables to vend or things like that. Yeah, you know. So so we're we're still learning, but we're getting better. Yes. Definitely. And um and also for this festival, we want to get uh one of the I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but one of the big things that helps push this too. Was uh, a Thrash Bash three? Who's that? Oh, oh, Jesus, that's bad. Um, <coughs> when, when there's um, well, actually, let's hold that thought. Um, any moment now, we're gonna have um, Portland, Oregon's uh, 
newly signed to Prosthetic Records. These guys are called Spellcasters. They've been around for a few years. They've put out a few albums. And this is their major label debut. Did you cut me off? Yes. You cut me off. You, you cut me off. And um, I believe Gabe, as well as some of the other guys in the band, will be calling in soon. This guy's going to be um, the fishes in two weeks. Just wanted to have an archive cut of the recording. Off. And um, things didn't go as planned last week, so we're trying again this week. Now, any moment now, they will be calling in. Any day now. Now. Tell you what, I got something for you. Have you heard the new album, Chris? Yeah, it's good. It's it's actually really good. I haven't uh, I haven't heard all of it, but uh, I've heard a little bit. I haven't gotten a promo from Prosthetic, um, but the little bit of the album that I have heard, it's pretty damn good. Definitely. Night hides the world. It does. It does. Or does it expose the seedy underbelly of the world? Of the world. Of the world. Of the world. It just might. Of the world, Mean Gene, yeah. 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 Cup of coffee. Night hiding the world, yeah. Cream of the crop, Mean Gene, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Always rises. Yeah. To the top, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And the beat goes on, yeah. And the beat goes on. And the beat goes on. And the beat goes on. Yeah. 